is just as bad. It's not healthy at all. Yeah, but like I don't think Jared. It's... Jared, bro, getting those five. That dude just ate up. less. Like he was he just, just ate less. He was fat as fuck, and then he started eating Yo, less and walking there? more, and then he lost weight. It wasn't Subway. I, I thought so. It was all the diddling kids. That's how. It yeah, was th- that's yeah. the actual. All that anxiety that he had. Oh, I was gonna say sucking the blood of newborns really slims you down, dude. It does. I would know. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I, I guess their thing was eat fresh, but I thought it was eat less, and it was like <laughs> eat less, eat fresh. Subway, eat less. Eat less. <laughs> I kind of like that. Yeah, that'd be a better slogan for that. That's a good slogan for Ozempic. For what? Eat less. <laughs> Ozempic? Do you know, you know those? No, it's a, no? No, it's Ozempic. It's a fake Audience word. at home, do you know what Ozempic <laughs> is? You just made that up, dude. I did not. Ozempic is was like I think it was for diabetes or something, but they realized that it's also like great for weight loss because it essentially like just completely curbs your appetite, so you just like don't eat it all and like you like can get really skinny. Like a, there's a lot of yeah, look it up. I mean, There's a lot like, of celebrities and shit are on it. You do that now. with like caffeine pills and amphetamine pills. No, but like this shit like does trick. I think like fast. I don't know, but scary. apparently when you hop off it, you just like balloon back up to whatever size you were. Yeah, so that's like, like what we were talking about last night with like diets. If you're gonna do a diet, you, you literally have to it. stay on it for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like diet coke, and that's like with anything, dude. Like anything. if you're doing crack, you might you gotta keep doing. You gotta crack. keep doing crack. Your body's used to it. Yeah. yeah. Although I feel like, you know, obviously cigarettes like aren't good for you, but I I feel like. At a certain point, like if you're an older person, like my nana smokes cigs, and I feel like if she quit now, that'd be worse for her. That'd be worse for her health. Like mm-hmm. she should continue doing it. No, I agree. Well, it's like those people that eat like a three pieces know. of bacon every day or whatever and live to be like a hundred. It's like you're just being happy. So I mean, if cigarette, if you made it to eighty and you're still smoking cigarettes, it's like why? She's not eighty, but yeah. You got a young Nana, dude. That's crazy. I do have a young Nana. She's in her 70s. Oh, wait. I think mine is, too. <laughs> I think it's pretty normal. <laughs> it's a pretty normal Nana age. But, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. She's also, like, super optimistic. I don't know if she actually knows how to, like, be depressed. So. Oh, wow. I think that might be why she's doing well, not the cigarettes. But yeah. Mental attitude, dude. Mental at- PMA. PMS? PMS. No. PMA. <laughs> Positive mental attitude. Oh. Is that... A thing that people say now? Yeah. Or did you just... <laughs> I just made it up. You're now. just riffing this whole time, dude. No, that's a thing. That's a thing. Uh, people people, people be talking about it. It's an important... It's important. Okay. The water. <laughs> Ladies and gents, welcome back to Articulate with uh, Steve McJoe. Today, very fun little uh, episode we got here. We got uh, one Mr. Stephen DePetri Barrett. Yeah, <laughs> the full name. Full name. You can look into this. Actually, it's Stephen James Barrett. But is it really? Yeah. Where does the Petri come from? The Petri is my mom's maiden name, and, you just and I just think it's cooler. Oh, dude, you're basic as hell. That's yeah, crazy. it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. No, it's cool. But uh, Stephen's been on the podcast in like era one, and then era like almost two ish of articulate. Yeah, and this is the new new era. The new new. So era. we haven't caught up in a while. We haven't. Yeah, man. And so don't much- go listen to those. No, episodes. definitely. Don't listen. If you want to watch, if you want to hear me talk some crazy ass shit, go listen. But don't. 
I was just going to recommend not listening to even this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be, you know, you turn it off now, save yourself some time. Don't listen to any of the episodes ever. Uh, really good marketing tool, Steve. Uh, yeah, so, you're welcome. <laughs> but Steven has a, a fun little uh, fashion t-shirt company. I, I have a little t-shirt brand, yeah. That's what I do. No, we, the reason I say that is because uh, that's what people who aren't in the industry like have to refer to anything that is outside of their realm of like knowledge like oh you're a little podcast or you're, yeah you're looks you're, you're little comedy jo- you're little, little jokes, jokes. <laughs> tell me a joke tell me a little joke it's like that's not how it works but i'm yeah, not going to now <laughs> um, yeah no now i hate you yeah and you're my uncle right. so like what am i supposed to do now <laughs> no i'm kidding uh so uh last time we recorded was actually december 2021 i think um no 2020 because I moved out mm. to Philly 2021. Yeah, yeah. So where the was the house. company? Yeah, in the haunted house. Do you remember where the company was at that point? Because you guys had, we recorded in your studio. Wow, the company at that point. The company, that was like we had bought an airbrush that summer. And by the end of 2020, we had been using it more because obviously it, we had started the brand out by like hand painting stuff on t-shirts and oh yeah i didn't actually screen that. printing yeah that's yeah. like how it started so all you little kiddos at home making one of ones your boy was doing it for now i'm just kidding <laughs> um, yeah that's how it started and then cuz the goal was always to just like get art onto t-shirts and like you were just doing it the most I was doing it the hardest way possible. And yeah, but then, it was like the easiest way that you had access to, maybe? Is it, uh, I, I don't even know. Um, we just, I, I just thought hand painting them was cool. Because I, I, right. I wanted to kind of get back into art. And like, we could have done like the screen printing route. Screen printing at home is like really difficult unless you have like the right equipment. And like, mm. we didn't really have the right equipment at the time. And I wanted to get back into art. And so... But wanted to have some sort of fashion angle, so then I was like, well, if I'm hand-painting on the t-shirts, then it's like, I'm getting back into art, because it's like, I'm painting, but then it's on a shirt, so it's like, fashion as well, in a way. So it was like combining two of your interests. Yeah, it was combining those two interests. Uh, But to get back to your original question, by that point of 2020, we had started using the airbrush, which we realized was like, a much easier way to get the art on the clothing. Yeah. Because... The airbrush is what at the end of the day is is just a is just a tool. Like I feel like when most people hear airbrush, they think of stuff that like you get at the fairs, you yeah. know, those types of shirts. Or those tattoos, the temporary airbrush henna tattoos. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean shit like that. I mean you can airbrush make I mean you can use airbrushes for for a lot of different things. Oh, um, where is my airbrush? all right, that's fine. <laughs> all right. That's a, yeah, that's a good um, <laughs> um but when we decided to start using it we didn't want to do like traditional airbrush stuff we realized like you can technically just kind of use it like it's a pen or like a marker and if it's like the certain because airbrushes have certain like uh, nozzles right yeah well there's all different kinds and then like depending on like the amount of air you're letting through and then like the distance you are from 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 our case like the 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 t-shirt or you know canvas or whatever so like that creates different effects but like you know if you're pretty up close doing like minimal pressure or like just a little bit of mm-hmm. letting air pressure or whatever letting the paint through i'm surprised you, you can make of... it like a 
you know, you can just draw with it. And so that's what we did. Okay. Um, well, I'm surprised you didn't think of that before because you were doing like street art, like tagging stuff too at some point, right? Not, not really, no. I did a little bit at OU. I would yeah. definitely have been considered a toy, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. like people who, who like are dabbling with... in it, but they're like don't know anything about it and they're like not very good. Okay. Um, but you just you found that it was easy, almost like drawing. So it was yeah, pretty accessible. So it, was pretty, it was accessible, and we were able to do a lot more with it. Mm -hmm. um, and so, going into twenty twenty one, we were we were, we were using it a lot more. I actually think when you visited, that was a period when we weren't using it because we had started out on this like starter kit that we basically ran that bitch into the ground, <laughs> just like constant usage. Right. Um, and so, at the beginning of twenty twenty one, we bought a new compressor. Okay. Because we, like, took a period off and we're, like, you know, doing more, like, kind of sewing type stuff and, like, screen printing and then realized, like, oh, the airbrush stuff actually is our most popular stuff. Like, why are we not, why are we leaning away from that? Right. And so then in 2021, we were, we started leaning back into it. Um, when I say we, I'm talking about my brother and myself, who, yeah, my brother who I run the... Yeah, who's the other part of Creamy? So that was kind of going on, like right around that interview. And I mean, I was like working, still working part time. Peter was still working part time. Um, yeah. So what happened that was kind of the? I mean, was there a moment that was like a big, like turning point for you, where you like something happened? You're like, oh, this is kind of the thing now. Like this is going to be it. Because, I mean, you even in, you know, at OU, we've talked about this before, they had interviewed you guys for, like, the OU Thread magazine or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you, but you had, like, a decent amount of success with the drops that you had up until that point, you know what I mean? But it wasn't, like, your main thing. Like, you were still kind of doing, two, had two jobs. So, yeah. you know, managing that, and then up until, I guess, 2020, like, COVID was probably interesting to navigate as the business, but we don't have to get into that. But, know. yeah, we don't want to talk about that. We're done with the COVID. Done with Nobody COVID. wants to hear it anymore. No one wants right? to hear it. Stop the jokes. Stop the podcast. The self-help stuff, you can, that's fine. Anyways. No, don't help yourselves. <laughs> but, yeah, well, so was Actually, like a, uh, use code CREAMY at BetterHelp. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> On Squarespace? Yeah. Um, take those Bluetooth pills? Uh, take them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take them. The muddy water? Right dude? in the morning. Yeah. The first, you should walk around all day with a raging bone. <laughs> if you're not doing that, what are you doing? Dude, that's how I open all my doors and mix my... <laughs> Mix my cake mix. Yeah, your cake, your cake <laughs> my mix. Cake mix. It's a good tool in the kitchen. Anyways, we're doing bits. All right, Steve. So, what was the moment? What what happened? Because, like I said, I don't know. You, I feel like I you part, knew that I was still part time. I mean, yeah. it, it was always in the sense successful. We always had support um, from. I mean, just like I think from OU, just from like local, just local support and. I mean, always been really grateful for that. I mean, the turning point. You had my support, too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And all of you at home. <laughs> um, we, I mean, there's a lot happened in between the last time I was on, I was on the pod yeah. and between now, or between, like, the turning point, right. even. Because the turning point was at the beginning of 2022. Because, like, so in 2021, you know, we started really building up the airbrush stuff. And then we moved to Columbus, started to, you know, try to figure out the community here and like get involved in, in the different aspects of it. And then 
still working part-time the entire time. And then in 2022, I mean, we just had a video go viral on TikTok. Like, it's it's really, like... That simple? It's that, yeah, yeah. What was the video? It was just a video of, like, Peter, my brother, doing a, like, one of these faces that he does. It was just all line work. We just sped it up. You know, he just, like, does a... He does just like a big square and then he fills it in with a face and it's like very, it's satisfying to watch and like the way it was timed up with the music. Yeah. So this is the, um, important, uh, lesson just, on the importance of TikTok. This is all, yeah, actually this, this, this video this. is just a huge shout out to the CCP. <laughs> Thank you from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. I mean, that video just went viral. I mean, we had been just like. Peter's whole philosophy for a lot of it was like, we're just going to dump content on TikTok. Like, we're not going to really try to make it super high production or like, we're not going to get on there and like show our faces and like talk and like do all the shit. Like, we'll just throw like, videos of us up there airbrushing. And then like, if you want to learn more, then like, you got to go to the Instagram. Right. Because like, we're just not, I'm not a TikTok person. Um, and, you know, if you juice the algorithm enough i mean everyone says it i mean eventually you're gonna have a video that's gonna hit and then you know it's what do you what do you do from there um so yeah i mean that when that video went viral um i actually was i actually was about to start school i was about to go get my master's damn um yeah ccad is a retail design um program so it's kind of a mix of like interior design retail merchandising things like that it honestly sounded really cool it was the first year for the program they had some like sounded like that some really interesting people who were gonna kind of come in and teach but the video blew up yeah but the video blew up and i was just like i don't fucking need school like i (laughs) I was i was i mean i don't know if anyone at anyone at home can relate but you, I, like, you, I, I. I, you, we, I. Uh, have you ever had a dream that you, where you, that, that you, where you. That, shut the fuck okay. up. <laughs> um, I was just, like, looking for direction and wanted, and wanted some structure. And so I thought going to school would provide that, you know, regardless of, like, the financial cost of it. And when the video went viral, I just kind of realized, I was like, oh, shit. Like, uh, why would I start school? Like, why pick something? why put something else on my plate that I need to focus on? Like when I have something really good going right here, I need to just like really dig into it. Um, and so then I like deferred. So I could have like, I guess technically gone at the beginning of this year, but I didn't, didn't need to. Um, so that was in that video went viral beginning of January, 2022. Um, so what happens when you have a viral video on TikTok? You just ever, you just have get, I mean, that, uh, that blew our Instagram up. So I think, okay. like, we had hit, like, 10K at... Maybe that's what it was that pushed, right? Maybe that's when we hit... I mean, when that video went viral, like, I mean, like, we gained thousands of followers. Damn. Yeah, I mean, people just, like, flocked to the Instagram or following it. I mean, hella people followed the TikTok. And then it's, like, technically, what do you do? You, sh- you try to capitalize on that. So what should we have done? We should have then dropped a printed shirt with that face on it. And we probably would have sold hundreds. Guess what? <laughs> we didn't do that. <laughs> Big brain. Stupid. Yeah. 
So you guys just so we well, essentially I mean, first time, you know essentially know I mean? yeah first one of the first times going viral. Yeah. Um, you really do need to capitalize on it, and we didn't. Um, that was a big mistake, learning lesson, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like at the time, like there was some consensus that we still needed to be doing one of ones to stick with the branding. Mm-hmm. When I say one of ones, for those at home who don't know, it's like. It's it's one of one. So like it's a unique shirt. If it's a t shirt that we airbrushed on, there's only one of them. And then you can charge a premium for it because there's only one. Yeah. And that like builds exclusivity and like value. Um and we had built the brand on that, and so there were people within the circle who didn't want to stray away from that and if we started mass printing they felt like it would devalue what we were doing mm-hmm. which is like a fair argument but like if you want to if you want to live off your art or do what you're doing like you kind of have, you to, mass- have to sell out yeah, in certain aspects like well i mean it's still exclusive what you do because i mean yeah you yeah. have the 51 of 52 type of things or something like that you know what i mean like yeah you can yeah you can build in kind of an exclusivity to it yeah. but um yeah, but when you go viral, like you, you know, you know, you want to capitalize on it as right. much as you can. We mm-hmm. didn't really. There's a lot of other things going on at the time, mm-hmm. but that, I mean, that was definitely the turning point because then everything was selling. Like when that video went viral, all the like random stuff that we had up on our site, like all of it sold. Mm-hmm. And then we had like, you know, it's we went viral and we had nothing for sale, Dang. and that's just like that's not a good look. Yeah, it's well, it's just like <laughs> if you. If you want to be doing this and making money, like you gotta, you know, you gotta have pump it out stuff to sell. Right. Um, well, and we did pump it out, and so basically, the yeah, rest I, of that year, that must have been like a wake up, like a jolt of. Ex- I don't know. I feel like that if that happens, it's like energy. Yeah, right? it was a def- it was a definite confidence boost. I mean, right. then by the end of February, like Peter and I had both quit our jobs. We were like, we're gonna do this full time. Nice. Um, because we. You had the the demand was high enough, and like I was working at REI at the time, getting paid like fifteen dollars an hour, which like at this point is like minimum wage. Yeah. <laughs> like if you like, yeah, you so know, it's not even like that. Much it's not even that much fucking money, and I'd be there like, doing. you know, fucking but restocking stuff or like talking to people about what tent they should buy, and I was like. <laughs> I could be at home and I could have spent this hour and I could have made like $150. And yet I spent an hour here and I made 15 yeah. without subtracting taxes. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. So, um, quit. And then we basically spent the rest of that entire year making one of one pieces, selling stuff every Sunday. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't even want to go back and count how many pieces I made because like, it was insane. Like, uh, yeah. And it so you wasn't. were basically just, it sounds like you were almost just being kind of a re- reactionary to going viral at that point. Yeah, instead of like. Instead of trying to manage build it upon it or manage it. it. Yeah, yeah, it was all reactionary. I think. Which, there were, I mean, which is better than not doing anything. Like, you know, I'm not trying to like say that you. I mean, it's your first time and it's obviously a hard thing to navigate. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess just like. Well, did you already you have. You gotta like, be ready. Like, uh, like. If you are whatever, whatever you're doing at home, whether it's like comedy or mm-hmm. it's like what we're doing, which is kind of like art and fashion, or like if you're at home and you're just focusing on your art, or you're just focusing on fashion, like, and you're putting a lot of content out and things like that, like, in a sense, like you want to have a game plan for when things 
pop off. Right. Because if you don't, you're going to catch it off guard and you essentially can like fumble the bag or like you can not be ready. Like we were not ready to go viral. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's, that can be a real thing. Like you can, you hear people talk like, well, that's what happens with like comedy TikTokers, right? So you have like something go viral on TikTok and then, oh, they want to book you at, you know, they want you to headline at Punchline in LA. Yeah. You headline and you bomb your ass off. Yeah, because you only have that one joke. Right. And it was just like something that you, happen to catch on camera that worked you know right yeah yeah you had and so you you want to have those they didn't have chops (laughs) they didn't have the chops right uh you want to yeah you just want to be ready i mean you you there's plenty of examples of people who are like you know i could put this person on but like they're not you know they're not ready or like right you there's plenty of examples. I mean, like, there's plenty of examples of people who do like blow up and then immediately fizzle out because they're not ready. Because it's, uh, I, I think there's multiple aspects to it, but I think a big thing is like attention is just so limited now, and mm-hmm. so like when you have that flash in the pan moment, like you really gotta put Grab the lightning it. in the bottle or whatever the fuck you want to say, <laughs> yeah. um, or else like that moment might pass, and then you gotta work to like build that moment up again. Um, which is what you guys had to do uh not fully Uh, yes and no it kind of ebbed and flowed i mean luckily like it blew up and then like i'm a workaholic so i just like basically through every aspect of my life like i ended it to the side to like work on making more art and and stuff to build to build off that hype and so like luckily like we were able to continue that hype because of just like kind of that work ethic and like constantly trying to outdo myself like every single time and like what we're doing and still doing is like pretty novel like there's there's a lot more people who are like airbrushing now Mm -hmm. like i straight up would argue that like we pushed that into the mainstream did it before it was cool yeah all my little kiddos at home (laughs) uh but all my sons no um but there's there's a there's a lot of people doing it now, but it's still novel, and so I think like it was cool, and people like thought what we were doing was cool. So luckily, like the traction stayed even when like the the viralness dies down, mm-hmm. like, and then it just kind of ebbs and flows. Like, did you guys already have yeah. like an LLC at that point? Yeah, I mean, I I created an LLC like right when we started, like right when we started. Okay. Yeah, like I did like you all those kind of business type official. things. Well, because you had that beginning. business background, like yeah. from college, so yeah. you kind of already knew the steps to take it. Yes. And you just wanted to make it as official and do that stuff at the beginning, which probably worked out for the best. So that way, when you actually you know start popping off and it becomes a bigger brand, then you already have that all kind of in your pocket and a little bit of experience with the business aspect of it a little bit more yeah yeah i would say i I definitely let some business expertise that i know fall to the wayside right for yeah whatever silly reasons but like you know was there a moment where you had to like get outside help when things started getting bigger or did you and your brother just really handle the whole thing um we've had outside help we don't have any like investors or anything like that. Right. But like um, business management or like, we've had some people, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we have help on the financial side. Yeah. Um, cool. and I've had a few friends offer different sort of business expertise and that's always like ebbed and flowed. I think that that's definitely something like we 
need at times, but it's kind of hard. Yeah, and it's also kind of hard because like I I can't pay that person right now. Right. So it's like, you know, they you're successful, but not that they <laughs> they want to do like they need to kind of want to do it on their, you know, just their out. own investment. Yeah. Which I do have like friends that are uh, that do want to do that. Um, okay. so it it that 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 portion is like ebbed and flowed. But yeah, I mean, Peter and I do majority of everything. Um, and so like also. I know this is uh, something we touched on a little bit, but like ego wise, you know what I mean? Like ego wise, like, of course, you got some attention before this blew up. But did you feel it affecting like your view on yourself and, you know, your mental at all? Yes and no. I I'm never satisfied. So (laughs) in a sense, no, because like. Something will go viral and people will love something. And I'm like, yeah, it's cool. But like, what's next? You know, Um, which I think is good in a sense. But like, you should be able to like appreciate the work that you do and the things that you've built. And that's like something I'm working on being better at. But ego wise, I think it just there were certain points. Yeah, definitely like made me feel really confident and like validated in what I was doing. I'd say those moments were pretty fleeting because I'm. The way that you are. The way that I am. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would say it's, it's, it hasn't affected my ego a ton. I think certain people think that it, like, I, I, like when I meet people for the first time mm-hmm. and they know, like, what I do, I think sometimes they expect that I'm going to have a big ego and then I'm just, like, a fucking regular-ass person. Yeah. And... I think that I would like I think I think people appreciate that. I appreciate that in other people. Like right. I love meeting someone who like I know usually via like Instagram and I think what they're doing is is dope and then like they're so easy to talk to and they're just like cool as fuck and yeah. like like I like that kind of energy so I try to like project that as well cuz I don't see the yeah. point in like being you, like you you have this confidence in like what you're doing and everything but you also have well we have four episodes of of history that show that you're Dealing with anxiety. Dealing with a ton of self-doubt. <laughs> and self-loathing. And self-loathing. Yeah. Do you, do you find it challenging to always have a, a, like a vision in mind for everything? Like, when you were being reactionary to the viral thing, it sounded like you were just kind of pumping out what maybe um, you had already built off of. You know what I mean? So there wasn't really, like, a vision. The vision was just, you know, meeting the demands. Uh, no, I'd say the vision has always been there, but I think at certain times, like, I feel like I feel the need to, like, fulfill the immediate moment mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And then, you know, the long term plans kind of, like, unfold slower than I would like mm-hmm. because of that. But no, I mean, the vision I've always the vision's always been there. Like, I know where I want this to go and what I want to do with it. Oh, um, really? Yeah. From yeah. the beginning? Since day one? Uh, no, since day one, it's definitely ebbed and flowed and changed in like, I feel like being open and adapt, being able to adapt to that is really important. I mm-hmm. think that was a big thing on like, with the brand as we grew was like to never pigeonhole ourselves in this one really specific way. You could argue we did do that, <laughs> but I feel like we have a lot of flexibility with like what we want to do. Like. Yeah, okay, so the brand started out with us, like, you know, all right, we're airbrushing on T-shirts. It's a lot of one-of-ones. Um, 
we offer some printed stuff now and we do like, you know, we do these curated clothing collections based around a theme or like some sort of story that we want to tell. But like at the same time, like Peter and I could use the brand to basically like if we wanted to pursue more independent art careers, we essentially have now built this brand where we could then just use it to showcase like our individual like artistic aspirations, you know? And then like the clothing almost becomes secondary. It's just a way to, a means to like help finance these great, like larger projects. Right. So outside of, outside of just clothing. Yeah. And you have bigger aspirations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. Mm. I'd like to eventually be able to like make a name for myself in more of the art space outside of what I'm doing for creamy. Creamy could be the brand and company that like showcases all of it because mm-hmm. we've built this huge audience. But like we have that, like we just have that flexibility um, right. where like we yeah, never wanted options, to be like, dude, that's crazy. This is a streetwear brand, and like <laughs> that's it, you know? Yeah. Like, and you're trying to like sell that to people, right? Well, that's like never been what we've been trying to do. It's always been marketing it as like art and like. We did, I mean, we did, like, a survey, and most people, like, viewed the brand as, like, an artist collective before saying it was a brand. And oh, so, really? like, that's cool. Like, that's what I want. I'd mm-hmm. rather it be viewed as more of a collective in a community because that feels more inclusive than, mm-hmm. like, a brand, well, in my and, opinion. And like you said, it also gives you freedom to um, focus on other aspects of things if you want to because people are going to follow you. If it's a community, an art-based collective thing, it's not they're there for just like the clothing like you said right. it's like they're there for whatever you uh the vision they're, they're literally like they literally believe in whatever you know vision you have based off of what they've seen already yes and so they're excited to at least investigate the new and then what's next what's next yeah yeah definitely i think that is that's a big key aspect of kind of what we've built um mm-hmm. in what is what's cool about all of it so um i mean right now we definitely like the vision and the goals are to flesh out clothing production and things like that and still existing in this fashion lane, but being able to exist in this fashion lane in a way where it's like, I'm not producing like 51 of one pieces. Right. You know, that's like, that's exhausting. Uh, like I suffered crazy burnout, like for the first time at the end of 2022, because like I was producing like, around like 10 pieces a week Damn. to sell and like each one is different and like a new idea and like at a certain point like you just like you just wring that creative cloth dry yeah and like so what did you do became very hateful <laughs> <laughs> no but you burnt out and you literally found out so i mean it's almost like when yeah. people say they they're starting a company it's like the goal of starting a company is to get to the point where you're not even really a even involved in the company anymore which is kind of funny which isn't necessarily exactly what you're saying but you're saying to the point where it's less work for you or you can focus on other things right so i can focus on other things and do other things i definitely would like to you know be less hands-on because yeah that always is the goal is to start a business and then just reap the profits off of it and not (laughs) have to do anything um that's the american dream baby but um (laughs) Yeah, I mean, going back to, like, 
Bus- what, having a business manager or whatever, like that is something that like I, I, I would like eventually. Yeah, I mean, so what does that even look like for you guys though? Because like I said, within I managing, because <laughs> within managing is like the whole the whole point is to be hands off so you can do other shit. But within art, it's like you're trying to get that art out and so that's what you're doing but that is the work at the same time you know what i mean right so i'm so, trying to manage and then create yeah right. and it's difficult um it's hard to straddle both what i've understood too throughout this process is like the the goal of like being an artist is like to there's this thing that you're like trying to express that maybe like you don't fully know what it is or like it's a feeling or like you're co- like it's it's this constant like digging into yourself and like trying to figure out what it is and then creating and then whatever that creation is maybe it helps gets you a little bit closer and like you're just constantly like it's this you know self-discovery introspective like or maybe it doesn't have to be introspective. Maybe you're looking at like society and there's something you want to say. Like, like truth, inner truth that you're trying to Yeah, express. it's just it's just this like it's this constant, I think, curiosity and like exploration yeah, right. of and it's being focused through like a creative lens. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's yeah, I think that's what it is to like be an artist. It's like that relationship. And then when you also have to like straddle like management in like running a business on top of it like that's a whole different set of like goals and like objectives and so starting out like you really do need to figure out how to do both of those things and like i'd say i'm still i'm still figuring some of that stuff out because there's like certain aspects to like about the business that like i'm still i feel confident on but i'm still learning and before i really want to like fully feel like i understand every single aspect of it before passing it off and that's just like the control freak in me or whatever but like but yeah but also it's it's working a challenge to the point of like perfection um and maybe not perfection but you know as perfect as you can get it before moving on to the next thing you know what i mean yeah it's just more I, i yeah yeah it's i think it's yeah perfection or it's 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 making sure that I know X, Y, Z before handing X, Y, Z off to this uh, person because yeah, yeah, yeah. now this person is going to be in charge of X, Y, Z all the time. And They're I better getting... know how X, Y, Z works. Yeah. So if this person I'm passing it off to suddenly fucks it up or tries <laughs> to kind of take X, Y, Z for themselves, right. I'll easily be able to see that. Yeah. and well, and Whereas if I don't is, learn that beforehand if they're working and for just you, pass it off. It's well, if they're it, all the other thing is if they're working for you, it's also they're getting a secondary version of you, what you know about XYZ, you know what I mean? And so it's like you want to make sure you have the sharpest idea of those skills so that way you can train them in the sharpest way that they can be, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I would say, like, a really good example is, like, in my opinion, like, if you're running your own business, like, you should understand how all the finances for that business work before hiring someone else to do your finances. Oh, wow. Yeah, because like oh, that's a good way. Yeah, that's okay. I if you just you hire someone else with your finances, they could just fucking rob you, right? In a way, totally. Like yeah. if you don't know how it works, yeah. so that's that's like a really easy example. But yeah, for like project management or like things like that, yeah, you you want to have a clear vision so then you can convey that clearest vision to the other person. Yeah, convey the clearest vision to the other. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all fucking get it. Like, <laughs> Because then they're they're in in then that person is in charge of it and right. 
but but you know it's it's all delegation is like is is, is like a difficult skill to learn Definitely. um um so that's kind of where you're at right now with the whole thing is like still kind of trying to perfect your all the aspects of the business management and the artistic management yeah i think we're kind of at a point where like we could have someone kind of manage the businessy aspects of it right. certain parts um or i mean we've been shopping around the idea of like trying to get like an intern doing like yeah having like interns but the thing is again like sweatshop yeah 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 um the thing is though that like not fully in a place where i could really pay that person and so unpaid internship baby unpaid internship well and that's the thing is like that's like a, i mean that's the whole thing we could get into that like in this in the industry i'd say the creative industry you, the beginnings of your career are built upon doing work for free like really? yes yeah, like no, in almost sense. every single fucking aspect like Definitely. you are expected to show up and help for free because that's how it's always been and i i understand the argument of like well we need to change that and like people should be paid for their time and like all that stuff and i'm like yeah truth but like if it's always been this way like you need to just like sometimes you just have to do work for free sometimes you have to do work for free and i feel like so many people nowadays are like well I, i'm not doing this unless i get paid and it's like all right well then i'll like i'll find someone else then mm -hmm. or like I don't know. Like, I just feel well, like people are so entitled to like. Well, with I agree, there is a sense of entitlement, but especially within creativity, it's like you. It's such a wishy washy like market almost that like you have to prove that you have some sort of skill, and to do that, you have to work for free to show that you can do it. You know right. What I mean? Yeah. Because if you're doing like shitty creative work and you're getting paid for it right off of the bat, you know, you're how where are you gonna go from there? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, I'd agree with that, and. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's it's a it's an interesting kind of situation we're in right now. Where like, yeah, I don't know. People well, just want to get paid. And then once paid. you get interns, but once you get interns, right, then the business is allowed to grow more because you have more hands on, and then you can afford to pay your interns. Maybe you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> like kind of down the line. So it's a you know it's a circle, but it has to start somewhere. It has to start somewhere with a slave that is helping. So you if you live free. in Columbus and you're listening to this. <laughs> A little rich snotty kid living off mommy and daddy's money, and you want call some me real. You want some. You want real some cool experience, experience and value. With me with Stephen Bear. <laughs> give me a give me a ring. Yeah, I think that's probably a good place to uh, <laughs> to maybe wrap it up. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, but so I mean, what's what's dropping? What's uh, is there anything we should look out for? You know, like, got the the whole camp creamy thing. Yeah, so we're dropping in collection uh, on July sixteenth. Yeah, it's called Field Day. Uh, it's it's kind of a summer camp related drop. Um, we're pretty stoked about it. Um. Did some printed shirts based off like vintage tees, and then there's a bunch of one of ones, but they're on like sweaters and button downs and things like that. So trying to like elevate those pieces as well, um, and, and make it more of a fashion collection than just like a bunch of t-shirts and hoodies. Well, and what I really like about this drop is, like I said, like all the um, like the world building around it, and like the way that you're incorporating other styles of art that you like, including literature and writing 
you know, writing a background for a field day and the idea of Camp Creamy. I think yeah. it's, really, it's a really interesting concept. And like you Thank said, you. it can create um, other avenues for you to explore within fashion, but also other products or art that you want to put out. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's just kind of that that world building aspect. And then I find like within like creativity, like if you can reference other things and then like what's really cool if you can then build something within your work that then you can like reference later. I feel mm -hmm. like that just builds a lot of context. And so right. I think that's what a lot of what we try to do with Creamy. And so, yeah, I mean, that this collection is built around, yeah, this like world that we've kind of built. That's right. all. Well, and like, it almost kind of leads into what you camp. were saying about how at some point you want the brand to be its thing and allow you to do your own thing. So this is almost kind of the first step towards like, I mean, you're still doing it within Creamy, but exploring, you know, what you can actually do yourself, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, drops, uh, drops July 16th. Um, find out more at, at <laughs> Creamy Studios on Instagram. That's Creamy with no vowels. Creamy Studios. R-M-Y. We're not getting sued today, baby. It could be creamy if you want, or just say CMRY if you're a prude. And saying <laughs> creamy makes you uncomfortable. Right. So follow Creamy, buy their shit. It's actually sick. Look at this. Look at this shit. Yeah, we didn't even talk about this. This is a canvas made out of t-shirts that we airbrushed. It was for it was for an art festival a couple weekends ago here in Columbus. Uh, a a uh, gallery asked us to represent them, and there was like each gallery had stage time, and so we. Just went up and airbrushed to this. There was no plan. It was just all like a freestyle. My brother and I did it. Um, it turned out fun. So it's pretty fun. Yeah. All right, Steven. Well, thanks for coming out. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. And of everything. course. I'll give you a little mic bump and then we'll wrap her up. All right. There we go. Thanks, both. Peace. Don't breathe. And then probably do the fist length away. <sighs>